Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, hello everybody, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's podcast brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, we have got a lot to talk about. The Islanders still in preparation for their play-in round series against the Uh, Florida Panthers, we are a week and a half away, or nine days away, actually, from their uh, preseason game against the New York Rangers. The Islanders held an inter-squad scrimmage uh, over the weekend. We'll talk about that, and we will talk about uh, some of the defense pairings, a little news coming out of camp about some players who are exceeding expectations so far uh, since training camp has resumed. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more to talk about as we continue to preview the Islanders and the Florida Panthers. So plenty to talk about, but if there's something else that is on your mind that's Islanders related, please feel free to contact us. You can send us an email, the address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. Meanwhile, you could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and happenings surrounding the New York Islanders, and of course, we'll also let you know when a new show drops. So, the weekend, uh, a busy one for the Islanders. The uh, intra-squad game was played, and uh, that took place Saturday over at the uh, Islanders' practice facility just across the street from the Nassau Coliseum. And, you know, Barry Trotz uh, sending a mixed message after this one. First of all, the white team defeated the blue team 2-1. to one. Tomas Grice was the goaltender for the white team. Goals coming from Scott Mayfield and Brock Nelson for the white team. Nelson's goal was on the power play. And basically, the Islanders trying to, uh, you know, get ready and get back into uh, the swing of things as they prepare for the series. Now, Initially, Trotz basically said it looked more like hockey today 
than it did the other day. Offensively, defensively, it got a little more tightened up. So that was part of what was said by Barry Trotz uh, immediately afterwards. But at the same time, uh, Trotz not thrilled with everything he saw in their scrimmage on Sunday. So the Islanders really kind of going back and forth as far as their, you know, play was concerned. And I think when you think about it, that is to be expected. When you're dealing with a team that have, you know, been out of action for three and a half, four months and are looking to get back into the swing of things, you're going to have your good days and your bad days when it comes to uh, your performances. And you got to hope that that kind of a situation irons itself out by the time August 1st rolls around and the Islanders hit the ice against Florida. And, you know, having scrimmages is one reason you know, you want to do that and, and, and sort of work out those kinks and get the players back into playing shape. But the other thing is that uh, that's why you play the exhibition game against the Rangers. Again, uh, an opportunity to face another team, not just your own, to get the line combination set, to get the players into game shape, to really become familiar once again with, you know, playing hockey and being ready for it. And, you know, one guy who is very pleased with the return to camp and a good article by Andrew Gross of Newsday about this is Jean-Gabriel Pajot. And, you know, we talked a little bit uh, during this break about Pajot and what a strange set of circumstances he had coming over to the Islanders at the trade deadline, signing a contract extension almost immediately, playing in seven games, but really only, you know, he scores in his first two games, does not get a point in the last five, but also, you know, the Islanders did not win any of the seven games that Pajot played in. He didn't get a chance to really get to know his teammates on or off the ice for very long. And now, uh, you know, Pajot gets a chance to practice day after day with his teammates and get to know them a little better, get to know them as people and get to know them as teammates and to work with them a little bit more and to be comfortable with what's going on on the ice. So good news there. And you know, Pajot, what he really does need to do uh, more than anything else now is to just get comfortable and get ready uh, to play for the New York Islanders. So great stuff going on right now and Pajot getting ready for the return to play and, and, and enjoying the opportunity of taking part in training camp. So we'll see uh, what happens and, you know, hopefully the Islanders pick it up. Good day Saturday, not as good a day on the ice Sunday. Uh, 
Trot said the team got a little bit loose on Sunday and got away from some of the details. And look, let's face it, uh, the details are important for a team like the Islanders that needs to win a lot of low-scoring, close hockey games. And if you want to win when you need new car parts, you got to go to rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, not just the manufacturers that your auto dealer has on his computer. And they've got everything. Engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet for your car or truck. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks and it's delivered directly to your door, which is a big benefit right now during this difficult time. Best of all, rock, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the very same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that are available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, some good stuff up on the uh, Islanders official website, some Zoom calls with Matthew Barzal, Derek Broussard, and uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, among others, and some footage from the blue versus white scrimmage from Saturday, photos of practice most days, and, you know, some good overall stuff that you're not going to get everywhere else. Nice interview with both Simeon Varlamov and Tomas Grice. Uh, and, yeah, just stay on top of the scene, basically, uh, when it comes to what's happening with the New York Islanders. All right, it is time for our Islanders birthday of the day. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning of the Islanders franchise, the first year, and we're going to wish a happy birthday to the late Craig Cameron, who on Sunday turned 75 years, or would have turned 75 years old, unfortunately, uh, Cameron passed away back in uh, 2012 at the age of 66. Cameron was a big part of the Islanders in their first season in the NHL, played two complete seasons with the Islanders in 72-73 and 73-74, then was traded midway through that third season to the Minnesota North Stars in the deal that got Jude Druan over to the Islanders. So, you know, the Islanders made a couple of trades with the North Stars in what I think it was like three days apart, uh, acquiring Jude Druan and J.P. Parise. And Cameron was the big part of that deal that got Druan over to the Islanders. He spent three seasons with the Isles, played 187 games, scoring 35 goals, and had 69 points. And uh, interestingly enough, as we take a look back at Craig Cameron, uh, Cameron had the second hat trick 
in New York Islanders history, and that is the game we're going to go back to today, January 23rd, 1973, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Islanders and the California Golden Seals, Jerry Desjardins, the goaltender for the Islanders, Marv Edwards was in between the pipes for the Golden Seals, 13,669 fans on hand at the Coliseum for this one, and the Islanders got on the board very quickly. Bob Cook, his fourth goal of the season from Ralph Stewart, it took just 24 seconds, and the Islanders led one to nothing. Then, five minutes, 23 seconds later, Richard Grenier with his first goal from Tom Miller and Craig Cameron at 547, Islanders two, Seals nothing. But California gets on the board late in that first period. Reggie Leach, the future 50-goal sniper who later had great success with the Philadelphia Flyers, he got his 13th goal of the year from Bob Stewart at 17:03, and after 20 minutes, the Islanders left the ice with a 2-1 edge over the Seals. In the second period, however, the Islanders started to break away. Tom Miller was in the box for the Islanders for hooking, but the Islanders got a shorthanded goal from Germain Gagnon, his 10th, unassisted at 9-12. Then... Craig Cameron, our birthday boy, comes through with a big showing. Bob Stewart off for holding. The Islanders cash in. Power play goal. Cameron, his sixth, from Ralph Stewart and Don Blackburn at 15:30, and the Islanders' lead is four to one. Cameron scores again a minute 19 seconds later. His seventh from Jim Mayer and Don Blackburn at 16:49, and at the end of two periods. It's 5-1 to one Islanders. They seem to be in control. But Cameron wasn't done yet. In the third period, he gets his third goal of the game, eighth of the season, Germain Gagnon, the only assist at 17:03. Then Ralph Stewart gets his first from Bob Cook and Jerry Hart at 18:45, And 19 seconds later, Don Blackburn is seventh from Ralph Stewart and Jerry Hart at 19:04. Final score in this one, the Islanders picking up their sixth win in franchise history, crushing the California Golden Seals 8-1. Islanders record at this point in their inaugural season, 6-38-4, but a lot of great performances. First of all, Keg, Craig Cameron, three goals, one assist. That's a four-point night. Ralph Stewart had four points, a goal and three assists. Don Blackburn, a goal and two assists. And then two-point nights for Jerry Hart with two helpers. Germain Gagnon with a goal and an assist. And Bob Cook with a goal and an assist. As far as plus-minus goes, Jerry Hart, Don Blackburn, Ralph Stewart, and Craig Cameron all plus-four in this game. And Cameron, who had the hat trick, led all Islander players with five shots on goal, followed by Brian Spinner Spencer, who had four. So, uh, this would have been, uh, sadly enough, would have been the 75th birthday 
uh, for the late Craig Cameron, but we wish him the best. Uh, as we look back on his greatest day as an Islander, the second hat trick in Islanders history, back on January 23rd, 1973, Islanders 8, Seals 1. All right, so uh, briefly, let's break down the lineups from that intra-squad scrimmage. The blue team, which is the team that did not win, uh, forward lines, Lee Barzal and Eberly, Cunackle, Brassard, uh, Ladd, Johnston, and Dalcole. Those were the forwards, defensemen, Pellick and Pulak, Green and Dobson. Hutton was the fifth defenseman, and then Simeon Varlamov was the... Uh, goaltender for the white team, uh, it was Bovillier, Nelson, and Bailey, Martin, Sezikis, and Clutterbuck. So the fourth line stays intact. And then Bellows, Koivala, and Wallstrom. Defensive pairings, Taves and Mayfield, Letty and Boychuk with Thomas Hickey as the fifth defenseman and the goaltender, of course, Thomas, uh, Thomas Grice. So basically, uh, the uh, Islanders, that's the way the line combinations have been breaking down, and I just wanted to mention that. That was for the scrimmage, obviously uh, subject to lots of changes, and one of the things that Trotz did mention to the media, uh, there's been a pairing in practice right now uh, of Andy Green and Noah Dobson, the veteran and the youngster, and Trotz said that that duo is, quote, as good as any pair we've had. So that may mean, depending on whether or not the duo can keep it up, that uh, we may not see the usual Pelic, Pulak, Taves, Mayfield, Letty, Boychuk lineup. And I'll say this, Andy Green, by the way, has been very impressed with the way Noah Dobson skates. And his quote, uh, this one uh, tweeted uh, by Andrew Gross of Newsday, uh, saying that uh, the way that Dobson skates makes him, quote, a thoroughbred on the ice. So Dobson looks like he is definitely picking up his game. And uh, we will see what happens there. But you know, this is a good sign, and no matter how you look at it, having a player like Dobson show that he's playing very well, that he's ready, that he is playing better hockey now than he did before the coronavirus interrupted the season. You know, a guy like Dobson, this year, he was expected to be more or less the sixth or seventh defenseman, a guy who was going to be able to, uh, you know, get some experience, fill in, maybe play two out of every five games if everybody stayed healthy. Now, obviously, it didn't work out that way because, you know, injury strikes and the Islanders don't have their, you know, top pair healthy and Dobson had to step into the lineup. He probably was asked to do a little bit more than he was ready to do. And they go out and acquire Andy Green, who, you know, up until this point seems to be uh, insurance right now if the top six are healthy. But, you know, the fact that Dobson is playing well 
leads me to believe that they may find a place for him. And here's why. Here's the thing that I think, you know, Noah Dobson adds to the lineup more than anything. Dobson handles the puck well. And, you know, the Islanders could use a guy like Noah Dobson on the power play. They do not have an, an elite quarterback on the power play. And I think Dobson has the potential to grow into that role. He's not ready for it yet. But certainly within, you know, by next year, certainly the year after, you know, next year I can envision Dobson being the quarterback of the second power play unit. And then by 2021-2022, when the team heads over to Belmont, I could totally see him being ready to be the quarterback of the first power play unit. Again, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to continue to develop. But the progress that Barry Trotz is noticing from Dobson is good for Dobson. It's good for the Islanders. And here's another way that it certainly helps the Islanders. If you're one of the Islanders' other defensemen, especially that third pairing of Boychuk and Letty, You've got to be aware that there is some competition out there for your spot in the lineup. And you need that. You absolutely need to have that when all is said and done. And hopefully, hopefully, the Islanders get that and whichever six defensemen end up playing, you know, they end up doing well and they will need, they will need their defense to be excellent for them to succeed. By the way, Sunday's scrimmage, Anders Lee with a hat trick in that scrimmage and the blue team ends up winning that one and uh, final score four to three, but realistically, again, good signs. Uh, You know, Trotz not thrilled with the overall play, but the Islanders are going to need Anders Lee. They're going to need good, solid play from Anders Lee if they hope to make a long playoff run. And seeing him getting that action Definitely a necessary thing for the Islanders. Getting those goals. And and Lee, again, to me, one of those guys, he's going to be a disruptor in front of the opposing goal. He is going to get rebounds and tips and set up screens and, you know, getting him ready for action. Seeing him get a hat trick. Nice pass on the third goal, by the way, from Matt Barzal that set it all up. You know, seeing all of that is just exactly what the New York Islanders need to see from a guy like Lee. Now, there are other things that he very well may need to do if, uh, you know, if he wants to take it to that next level. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, the scoring is something they're going to need from him. He showed it today. Let's see if he can get back into full game shape, if he could win face-offs, do the, 
you know, back checking and forward checking and all the other little things he needs to do. But getting that goal scoring is a very positive sign for the New York Islanders. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide perspective on the National Hockey League. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We are one day closer to the return of hockey. And, of course, let's go Islanders.